America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hi, my lovelies. How are we? How was your Thanksgiving? I was thinking about 2020 today as I am gearing up to end the year. We all are, right? Thinking about 2021 and started to feel, I just cried, you guys. I sobbed tears over the pain that I've experienced this year, as well as the pain that all of us as mothers collectively have experienced this year. Now, don't get me wrong, we've grown in some major ways and we don't allow ourselves to be disempowered by any circumstance, right? And that's what I teach my clients and that's what I know you guys are here to to develop that, you know, flex that muscle. So it's not like I feel bad for any of us and I also know, because I know it's all been perfect, right? Perfect timing and it's also been painful, it's been hard. And there are those of us who haven't had as much support as we really could have used this year. And I just wanted to say, I see you and I hear you. And I'm so proud of those of us that have gotten the support that we've needed in the way that whatever that looked like for us. And I also want to invite those of you who might just be at the end of your rope, kind of like you grinned and bore it for the most part of 2020. You did a lot of things that you've never done before that you were asked to do by the school system or by your husband or your kids or whatever it was. And I want you to have a chance to be supported too. So I just wanted to be that little bug in your ear. Just check in with yourself. If this is you, come talk with me and let's talk about how to restore and replenish you, specifically addressing postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. So that was on my heart and mind this year is how do you want to end 2020 How do you want to go into 2021? Don't wait until 2021 to start living like her. Something I've been specifically working on in my self-coaching, literally it's right in front of me, my journal, is my 2021 self-concept. So in 2020, despite having a pandemic, I earned six figures in my business. I created over actually, over six figures in my business. I'm so proud of that. I really wasn't focused on that at all. I was truly focused on serving clients, cleaning up my business, taking care of myself. I also spent, like I don't have a hundred thousand plus dollars, right? I spent a lot of that on me, on getting me to be in a place where I could create that money in a healthy, sustainable way. And so with every level of growth you want, whether that's the next level in your motherhood, the next level in your business, I want you to remember that it takes investing in you to grow. And you are always specifically your brain and your mind body connection. Those, those things are irreplaceable and are the foundation of any growth you're wanting. 
So there are a lot of sexy things out there for both moms. So many products that we actually don't need that we could spend our money on. And there are a lot of sexy things. If you're a businesswoman mom, that is postpartum that you could spend your money on if you're trying to grow your business. And I want you to remember that despite how sexy and tempting and how new and how many ads you see for the thing or how exciting your favorite influencer makes it look, come back to the roots of all growth truly. Come back to you. Sell yourself on you first. If you are sold on yourself first, any offer you want to sell or any result you want to get in your motherhood will be that much easier. And if you really want to lean into selling yourself on you and you want to take that to the next level so that you can take everything, your business, your motherhood, your healing, postpartum, anxiety, depression, like all of that to the level you want to get it to come talk to me. All right. Hasn't 2020 been just insanely amazing. It's been the biggest like climb And also the biggest, deepest pit in some ways too. I feel so grateful that, so grateful that I have chosen to spend money on support for me. And so please make sure you put that at the top of your list. Look at what you're asking for, for Christmas. Look at your next month, two months, three months. Where are you in your plans? Put yourself first and you will notice a world of difference. All right. That's my lovely soapbox, but I know you guys appreciated it. Um, I love you. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about superwoman syndrome. I call it this. Let me explain what that means. So superwoman syndrome is when you are kind of bypassing your body for the sake of specifically not necessarily getting things done, although that's part of it, but the reason you want to get all the things done is so that other people think you're a good mom or other people think you can do all these things. Even if it's not social, other people, maybe it's just your husband so that your husband believes in you finally. Like you want to just show him you can be postpartum and kick booty in your business, right? So, or maybe it's showing your mother-in-law that, you know, it's worth it for the childcare that you're paying for because you're going to go do these big things, Um, So whatever it is, it's specifically bypassing and not listening to the healing that our body's asking for, or the slowing down that our body's asking for, or not listening to the desires our body has, because we are doing any given number of things and anything for other people. And also for a lot of times, it just feels like we're serving um, the social and gender roles of motherhood that we've been taught. We're not thinking for ourselves. We're not asking our intuition and our individuality and our authenticity, what to do and what would be right, a right fit for us. We're like in a lot of comparing to other people and we are kind of just hustling and getting a lot done and always wanting to be seen as the woman who has it all together, right? The mom who has it all together. And so this can be tricky and a little bit, I'm going to say from a postpartum healing perspective, dangerous, dangerous territory. And it can actually be really dangerous to your work life and your business life too. So we're going to talk about all these things. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. 
And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. This, I wanted to share, I just really want you guys to know that I'm super, super human. And even though, yeah, I've, I've, you know, crawled myself out of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety twice. I've done natural labor. I've created a six figure business over that right now. Um, I am so human and I have so many things that I'm working on and things that have come up for me. (laughs) I like feel the emotion rise. I want you to know how true that is. So some ways that superwoman syndrome in my past has come up is, and this is one that maybe you wouldn't expect, but I think so many of us, especially in American consumer culture and house culture, where we all just want to own a house and, um, is we, I wanted to look like I had more money and this was super subconscious. I didn't even realize it, but I wanted to look like I had money. I, I wanted to buy my way to a certain achieved status. And I wasn't considering, um, my age or the chapter of life I was in. It didn't matter that we were kind of newlyweds and had, you know, a couple kids and we were in college. I still wanted all the things. And so sometimes I would overspend and post pictures that favored sort of this lifestyle I wanted to be in really badly. And I wanted other people maybe for their approval, probably to see me in. And I think so many of us are kind of in a hurry to, whether it's buying a house or upgrading our car and things like that. And so I wasn't willing to listen to my intuition. I wasn't listening to what I was ready to receive or, or how much was reasonable to spend or anything like that. Like I just was in a hurry to get there and I was really focused on other people's thoughts about me, especially like my family. I think that's really interesting. Um, so maybe any group of people where you have kind of insecurities in that relationship that can come up. Um, another way is I was trying to be the friend and this still comes up for me sometimes where I want to be the friend that is always serving. And I do have a really healthy, delicious desire to serve. And I have a huge capacity to serve. So that's not necessarily a problem. But I noticed that I also didn't want to show the other side of me that sometimes struggles or wants help from a friend or just wants a friend to cry to or to hug me and to ask me how I'm doing. I wouldn't ask for that. Even though it was there, I would only show and favor showing the part of me that I thought people would be more impressed by or things like that. So that's definitely superwoman syndrome. Um, Something that I struggled with postpartum specifically was not asking for help really, really, really detesting the idea of asking for help. I think it's so interesting how we do this. And I kind of suspect a little bit of Satan here, like, um, you know, isolating yourself from help and shooting down the possibility of asking for help is unneeded, but we do it. Why? And I want you, if this is you, I just want you to think, why do you not want to ask for help? And why is it hard for you to go to a professional or to go to your mom or somebody and say, I'm not doing well, how, what's going on for you in your brain and in your, in your body, you know, with your emotions that is making that difficult. What's that about? And what's the cost? Cause for me, there were plenty of costs in hindsight of not showing up as my full authentic self and saying, Hey, I'm not doing well. There was a huge cost. There was a lot of resentment that built up 
There was a lot of um, destruction in relationships because I needed help, didn't ask for it, and then I resented them for not giving it to me. So be curious about that for yourself. Um, Another way this came up for me, superwoman syndrome, and I think this is classic for anybody that's kind of in this box, is hating my humanness, wishing I didn't have needs. So being so dedicated to the role of motherhood as I knew it and as it had been portrayed and glorified to me, that I was willing to hate myself and resent my body for having you know, not enough energy to do all that I wanted to do just so that I could fit this description of what I perceived to be a good mom and other people could think that I was a good mom. When somebody praises you or says, wow, you're such a good mom. Does it, is it, is like, is when somebody does that the first time you have ever believed it, or do you supply yourself with believing that really superwoman syndrome is an extension. It's, it's kind of a symptom of when we don't know deep in our bones that we are enough as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as a daughter, as a sister, in any context, in any relationship, in any, in your business as a, as an entrepreneur, right? When you don't know that you're enough, you compare to others, you despair, you are really volatile and you, you have a lot of ups and downs and you kind of quit and then get back into things You really try to be something you're not, and you lose track with who you really are. You're not able to be super authentic in any room with anybody. It might change. You might go through phases of who you end up being on the outside. All of that is symptomatic of not knowing you're enough. All right, last couple points to wrap up kind of what this is, and then we're going to break it down a little bit. So another way to say what superwoman syndrome is, just to make sure we're all on the same page, is it's an attachment and high, high regard to other people's thoughts about us, right? So it's essentially wanting to be seen as the person who has it all together. Okay. I think we've covered all of that. So there are some fundamental flaws built into this ideal. So if you've heard me talking about this and you're like, yep, that's me. Yep. That's me. Let's work together because as women, we are sisters, we are partners, and this is all of us in some way to some extent. And I know that because I'm like, like if it's me, we are many, it's, it's most of us, if not all of us in our humanness. So there's a couple, there's two main flaws that I want all of us to see that we're probably not seeing if we're doing the whole superwoman syndrome dance. Okay. So the first flaw, like the first kind of lie, I'm going to call it a lie is that we don't actually get to be human. And that's why I call it superwoman. Superwoman is a woman and she's human, but she's also super, right? She's a superhero. She has more powers than just a human woman would have. So superwoman syndrome is humans trying to be super when they aren't, they have human limits, right? They have a human capacity in a religious form format. Just to give an example, it's as if you expect perfection of yourself. You're like, I follow Jesus Christ. I want to be like him, but you forget that he was half God and half man. Whereas you are completely human, right? Yes. Your spirit is divine, but your physical body is not right? I mean, I'm not saying it's not divine as in it's not wonderful, but it's, it's not, um, from God. Like you have a mother and a father on earth, whereas God had a mother on earth, but a father in heaven. So yes, we want to be perfect and, 
And we would love to even work that out in this lifetime. But whenever that happens, we know that we will need Christ to get there. And so when relating that to womanhood and motherhood and this superwoman syndrome, it's like we start to want to be like all of the social roles that we have been taught. We want to fit into those so badly that we kind of forget our humanness and we overwrite it. And then what happens is we crash. We crash. We, what this looks like is burnout, quitting. You know, I, for me, what this looked like specifically was the very first six months of my business. I did this where I kind of wanted this certain outcome and this certain vision of who I could be so badly. I wasn't willing to take it at my body's pace and to work with nature and just the universe's timing and God's timing. And so I hurried, hurried, hustled, hustled. I spent money on hiring, trying to just get ahead of where I was. And it backfired financially and it backfired energetically. And I really got burnt out and I had to take like a month off and not even touch my business. And I, I later, it happened again, but to a smaller extent. And I remember I didn't stop my business, but I had to go like pay money and see a functional healthcare practitioner and get some guidance on my eating and my sleeping because my energy was so low. So that's what it looks like. And then postpartum, it can look like an anxiety flare up. So your anxiety just keeps building and building. This could be you could be because you're doing too much. You're not listening to your body. You're not working with your body. You're working in spite of your body and despite your body in American culture. And especially when you get into the entrepreneur world where they're like grind and hustle and grit, all of the, my least favorite words that are totally the opposite of actually where money is created and the energy that creates abundance. So, so many voices in the business world. If you're postpartum, like, please be careful. (laughs) I would work with me personally because I've seen it all. I've been through it all and I can guide you in a way that's going to nurture and restore you and not burn you out. I've learned this the hard way multiple times over, (laughs) but anyway, yeah, there's this culture that doing more faster is better. And it's almost glorified, especially like on the social media realms. And you just want to be careful. So careful with that, because what if those people are in superwoman syndrome and they don't even know it. And if you stick with what I'm going to tell you today in this podcast episode, it could save you from the burnout and having to take steps backward after you've pulled and pushed too fast for too long. Um, you especially have to be careful of this when you are postpartum. Sometimes we are women of big vision and yet we're postpartum and our brain and our, like we want to run faster than our body does. And it creates again, problems, maybe two months from now, three months from now. So really the opposite and the antithesis or the solution, let's say to superwoman syndrome is knowing that you are enough. That means that you know that you are doing enough. You are making enough money. You are a good enough mom to your baby, your body and what it can or cannot do right now, as far as like how much energy you have or how fatigued you get, that's enough. You have enough energy. So it's going from, I wish there was more. I want more. I've got to create more. I've got to do more to, I am enough. I have enough. I do enough. And then what's interesting is when we get into that place of sufficiency, we actually free up energy to to create more and to actually do more. And we become more valuable to the marketplace. We become more efficient in our motherhood and with our family. So interesting. Okay. And then the second fundamental flaw in superwoman syndrome is 
that, remember I said kind of the key indicator here is that not only are we wanting to do all the things, but it's because there's a small part of us, maybe it's not all of us, maybe it's not the whole part of us, but there is a part of us that really does want other to pe- other people to think certain things about us. We want other people to see us in a certain way. And that's kind of the main thing driving the behavior. I still notice myself wanting to do this, especially around people whose opinions I care about or extended family that doesn't see me or my kids very often. I, I have thoughts and I hear my clients say thoughts like, these are some examples. I don't want her to think Da, 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 da. Like one of mine for my kids, I, I don't want them to think we're not doing well financially. If my kids look really raggedy when we get out of the car, you know, things like that. Um, I hear people say, I don't want them to think I'm not trying. I don't want her to feel bad or I want them to think that we like them or I want them to think that I'm a good mom. I want them to think that I have it all together. And really here's what's interesting. Take every one of these types of thoughts about other people's thoughts that you catch yourself saying and turn it into, I, I want me to think. So the thought is instead of, I want them to think we're doing well financially, you're projecting onto other people. But what's actually happening, happening is you want to believe about yourself that you are doing well financially and you don't believe it. This is just an example, right? You, if you don't believe this thing, then what you do is you work extra hard and you compensate so that other people will think it almost as a way to massage your like massage yourself. That sounds a little weird. Um, comfort or console yourself. Let's do the next one. I don't want her to feel bad. What you're really saying is I don't want to feel bad because if she feels bad, then you'll feel bad, but you're projecting onto her. You're like, I don't want her to feel bad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do another one. I don't want her to think that I'm a bad mom. What that means is that you have a thought about what you may or may not do. That's like, I would be a bad mom or I am a bad mom. And so you're overcompensating and getting in her brain. And you're like, I don't want her to think that I'm a bad mom because there's a thought in your brain telling you that you might be again. It's not part of you. It's your lower brain. That's got like the, I might be a bad mom or I am a bad mom. There's the judgment. And so the way this manifests is you get into other people's heads. Let's do one more example. Um, I want them to think that I have it all together. So what that's really saying, if you think about it is what I want to believe that I have it all together and you don't believe that. And so you're always extra trying and hustling and doing all the things to check all the boxes so that if other people think I have it all together, then I can believe I have it all together. So there's a couple flaws with this. We can't control other people's thoughts, even if we wanted to. And we don't need other people to believe something about us in order for us to believe it. That's really what's going on with superwoman syndrome is we are flying around in our red cape and our high heels. (laughs) We're sexy, aren't we? (laughs) We're doing all the things as superwomen. 
because we want other people's brains to think thoughts about us that actually we want to think about us. We just don't think that we can think those thoughts. And our brain is just telling us that those thoughts aren't true. Our brain is saying you're a hot mess. And so we're flying around in our red superwoman cape because we're like, we want them to think we have it all together. And our brain is saying, one of my brain's favorites is you're really disorganized. (laughs) And so then I'm flying around and I'm trying extra hard with my clients and my husband or in my house to be extra organized. And I want, and when I remember one time my mom told me, oh, you're so organized. I like, that felt like a massage. That's what I meant earlier by a massage. It, It felt like somebody massaged my ego because I was hurting and wanting to believe that so badly about myself because I don't believe it about myself sometimes. And so the work here isn't doing less. That will naturally occur as you take all the beliefs you don't have about yourself, all the good ones that are making you overcompensate and go be superwoman. And you supply yourself with that sufficiency and that belief. And if you don't know what yours are, I would just start with, I am enough. Now I'm going to tell you something that sounds so simple. If I just believe I'm enough, I'll calm down. I'll listen to my body. I'll be more balanced. I won't have as much as I, 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 gosh, can't talk. I won't have as much anxiety. I won't have as much depression postpartum. I'll be able to do more in my business and like pace myself and it'll be so good. And yet it's sometimes the hardest thing to break. And so I am the coach for the stingy thoughts of the women who want to do big things, but they have this insecurity inside of them. The women who look strong and successful and really want to be strong and successful, but postpartum has played, you know, it's dice. It's been a ride. And here we are actually trying to do the things, but kind of crumbling on the inside or quaking or feeling insecure. So I want you to know that the best way to be a real superwoman is to know that you're enough deep down in your bones. When you do that, what happens is you don't overcompensate for any insecurities and imperfections because they're not a problem to you. So the real superwomen who are actually humans, but they're like superhumans, just except they're not like superhero humans. They're just awesome humans. (laughs) The ones that you probably want to emulate and you see around and you want to be like them, whether they're on social media or whatever, is they know that they're enough. And I want this for you. This is my specialty. Postpartum, I help women, business women, working moms, stay-at-home moms, all of them. I help you guys to know that you're enough. And ultimately, no matter what a client comes to me for, this comes up at some point throughout the months that we coach together. At some point, we hit this place. Right? I was just thinking of my sweet client, I won't say your name, but you know who you were, who just a couple weeks ago in our session, this was everything. And it would just surfaced. It was like, oh my gosh, I do the superwoman syndrome because I'm not enough. I don't believe that I'm enough. I don't think that. And I want to do a special shout out to those of us who are very religious and spiritual and we are disciples of Jesus Christ and we hold him in such high esteem and we have tried our whole lives to follow him and we study his words. I don't want you to feel shame if if this, the superwoman syndrome or any of this is happening, so many of, um, the women that I serve and the, who I was like, I had my whole life, I'd been raised in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I'd learned, um, and been told a million times that I was enough because of Christ. And yet when, especially when we get into the new role, role of motherhood, we tend to forget it and stop believing it. 
because we have this whole new role that we want to play and this whole new thing to accomplish as a mom. So get on a consult with me if this speaks to you and we can help, I can help you. We can get you, um, knowing that you're enough deep in your bones, slowing down and truly accomplishing things, being present, healing, managing, and like really just not even needing and having that anxiety and or depressiveness. So it's lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood, and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the consult.